0: More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry.
1: We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it
0: might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference, absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Green Podcast. I'm your host Dylan Welch. We've got an awesome CEO founder joining us today, Christopher Moore of Harmony Turbines Inc. Joining us, Chris, um, you've done some really cool things in your life. I'm really excited to talk to you, just kind of learn about your past and a uh, little bit more about Harmony Turbines. So let's kind of dive right into it. Um, first off, thank you for being here. I should say, how's how's your day going?
1: Thank you, Dylan. It's going okay. Had to go in for a little bit of. Uh... COVID testing today, but I think half of the nation right now is going through that stuff. So I'm apologizing now for my stuffy head.
0: Oh, no, you're good. That's just part of, uh, part of the world we're living in. And um, yeah, I kind of wanted to dive right into things. So tell us a little bit about your background. So I know um, you've done things, you're an inventor, you said you're kind of like a tinkerer. So tell us about how you, your kind of love for technology, for energy, for clean tech came about.
1: I guess the best evolution story would be I started right out of college tinkering with technology in my early 20s, um, trying to read everything I could about cold fusion and, you know, the over unity search for getting more out of systems than you put into them, that free energy type holy grail. A lot of it was uh, stuff that I could never hope to afford, you know, special laboratory equipment and glassware. So I simplified it down to some very simple experiments that I could do in my basement with uh, pulse motors, electromagnetics, gravity engines, and that's where it began. So 25-ish years ago, I started playing around and it was a progression of one thing led to the next, to the next, to the next. And I I got into all kinds of things, machining and electromagnetics research, hydroxy and Brown's gas research. Uh, I began my OUpower.com website and was posting all of the work and experiments I was doing online so that people could share and interact with those experiments. And it grew from that, that small seed where I was just sharing everything I was doing, hoping that one day a company out there would be like, hey, this guy's really smart. Let's hire him to be on our team. Well, 25 years later that really didn't happen. So I decided, all right, what's the normal way you do this? And you go through a patent and design process and then you start bringing a product to market. So that's kind of where harmony came into play. Overall, I've got oh man, I'm not lying to say 86 different inventions waiting in the wings to be developed, but you only have time and energy to do a very very small number. So Harmony is one of the first ones that I picked to kind of go through that whole process from beginning to end and try and take something to market that'll help our world and help uh, society and the environment at the same time.
0: So that's really interesting. Like, where does your love for kind of inventing come from? Like, was that something that you were passionate about as a kid? Did you just kind of naturally have this love for technology? And You know, mechanics, like how did this all get started? Was this something that you fostered, that your parents encouraged, or was it just sort of natural to you?
1: My dad was a carpenter his whole life. He's always been a carpenter. And so he taught me whatever he knew. Um, He really didn't think about introducing me to other uh, trades like electronics and things like that. He just pretty much taught me what he knew. So it was, I was a late bloomer. I wasn't really okay, I'll say I was creative when I was younger and I was taking things apart and putting them back together and always very curious. But I didn't really get into the whole tinkering and inventing things, you know, full swing until my early 20s. So that was, um, you know, I I was a music major in college and I ended up graduating with a psychology degree. So I'm working in something totally opposite from where my, my initial training and schooling was you know, was granted.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're a late bloomer, honestly. It sounds like you're doing some pretty cool stuff, you know, pretty young. Um, who would you consider as some of your role models that you kind of look after when it comes to business, when it comes to technology, um, when it comes to life, when it comes to inventing?
1: Well, historically, I would say Nikola Tesla would be one of my my heroes. You know, he was out there Constantly pushing the forefront of helping to make the world a better place and introducing technology that would help us. Um, you know, I've I've of course looked at Edison throughout the years and things he did. He had a little bit of a, a tough business model and an unscrupulous background that, you know, you get a little bit of a bad rap when you read about him. But uh going into modern days, it's it's interesting because. The company Tesla now is actually, you know, the same namesake of of my hero from the past. And Elon Musk is now pushing all kinds of things forward to help us with a a better, cleaner environment and things that are going to help us going forward as a society. I'd love to see Harmony coupled with products like their Powerwall and their solar shingles that they have. Now, it doesn't need to be the company, you know, Tesla out there doing it. But any company that has the full suite where you've got your power storage banks, either super super capacitors or ultra capacitors, or there's all kinds of great technology coming out with um, graphene and carbon zeolites, power storage is the key. As soon as we get that densified down to having good power storage technology, now solar and wind on your own property are gonna become a thing that is common everywhere, not just out in the fringes.
0: So you mentioned um, you have quite a few kind of inventions ready to go lined up and you sort of fully committed to harmony. What is it about harmony that really said, okay, this is the one I'm going to put all my resources and energy and time into. And did you purposely kind of think about, you know, building a, creating a product. I know it's an R and D phase, um, but in the renewable energy space or did it just kind of come naturally to you? Or did you say this is an industry where there's going to be a lot of innovation and I want to try to come up with something that pushes that, uh, further as well.
1: Um, probably a quarter, maybe a fifth of my inventions that I have are clean energy or renewable related type of inventions. And I think, what made me pick Harmony or what the thing that made me want to go for that as one of the first ones is because I saw it as the perfect time right now in our world. The need is huge for something like this. The technology is right on the cusp of us having, like I just said, that, that energy storage densification down to, you know, the, the point where we can start to afford to put them on every home. It's just one step away, literally one step away from us being at that point. So the timing is right. The technology is exactly what the world needs at the time that we need it. There's funding out there from government and uh, organizations that are pushing for, you know, clean and green solutions. Our biggest problem is just getting the word out of what we're doing. And we are a tiny little company, so we suffer with not having that big network of people out there. And finding people like yourself to help spread the word of what we're doing.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's the goal. And again, thank you for being here. And I mean, you bring up a, a really good point is uh, throughout history, there's been just certain moments where there's been sort of these huge innovations and shifts. And obviously, you know, you working in this space can see it, and chances are someone who's, you know, listening to the Green Podcast or on Green.org sees it. But, you know, we're huge believers here at Green.org in. Um, either inventing or starting a business or doing something in the renewable energy, clean tech space, sustainable space, because there's just so much opportunity there. Um, As you mentioned, there's investments going into it. There's money going into it. People, uh, the average person is getting more interested in it and more um, open to adopting technology and incorporating it into their lives. So I love hearing, you know, you guys are right here on the cusp of this happening. So Tell us a little bit about Harmony Turbines and what it is.
1: Well, Dylan, what we've created is a vertical axis wind turbine that has the ability to protect itself in high wind situations. And nothing out there on the market today can even come close to doing that. The most you have is the big, huge $10 million turbines that are out there. They've got the ability to kind of twist their blades and pitch them to try and escape the higher winds. But you see videos all the time of these things catching on fire and blowing up because that system is not a perfect system. But what if you could have a turbine that right into its design simply closes in on itself and protects itself from the wind? It doesn't even need to stop. It just keeps on going and producing. That's what we have with Harmony. Harmony is out there spinning and when the wind starts kicking up and getting too high and the RPMs start going up and up and up, it just simply pulls its arms in, pulls those scoops in a little bit to a safe degree. And as it's monitoring its RPMs, it says, okay, I'm at a safe RPM level now. And it keeps on producing. So where you have, it's like a paradigm shift, really. When you think about the way we're doing it now is crazy. And when you see the better way to do it, you think, man, why haven't we been doing it this way all along? Why would we waste that extremely powerful wind and, and throw it away and, and do a braking system and a dump load system to protect ourselves, why not just simply use that, those high winds, put them to use and generate your power right on through it? That's what we're all about. You also have with our design, because we're a Savonius design with a helix twist in it, the ability to gather winds at a much lower wind speed than traditional turbines are able to gather. So. We're not trying to compete with the 6 million and 10 million dollar turbines that you see out on the coast because those have hundreds of millions of dollars of research into them. We are going right now for the residential market. We're trying to bring something to market for the average homeowner, for yourself, for your family, for your friends. That you can put these on your business, on your home, and we're even looking at the boating and RV sector. There's a huge market for the boating in the coastal areas for these things because, hey, one storm, one big storm, knocks out your turbine. Now you just wasted ten thousand dollars on this turbine because, you know, they say, oh, those storms are a thing, you know, that only happen once every ten years. Uh-uh, they're starting to happen more and more and more and more. So we need technology that takes this into account. That's built from the ground up to deal with them, and that's what we're about. It's basically convenience, ease of use, features, and cost. Those four things, when you finally have a product that does that, now you have changed the hearts and minds of the people that are looking at the products out there, and they say, my God, where has this been all my life? That's what we're after.
0: I love it, man, and I just love hearing about um, you know kind of these products that are made available to the average person, because you mentioned Elon Musk earlier. And Tesla, his his vision was to provide a, an electric vehicle to the average person, and really that shifted, you know, an entire you know billion dollar, almost trillion dollar industry. So that gets me really excited. Um, what has been kind of the process for you for starting Harmony and I don't want to say shifting, but going from inventor to founder and CEO?
1: Um. <laughs> I never called myself an inventor for years and years because I figured that was a title reserved for someone making a living inventing and I clearly was just doing it in my spare time and when I had a little extra cash here and there but lately with the demand for renewable energy products starting to really come to a, a head or come to a forefront I thought if I'm ever going to take my shot you know that one time in your life where you say this is what I'm meant to be doing for the rest of my life. I've got to do it now. It's now or never. So that happened, I don't know, two years ago, I decided this is the one I'm taking. I'm going to, it'll be my flagship product, my first thing that I want to try and take the whole way through the end to help sort of bankroll or fund other things in the future. But Harmony was the perfect product at the perfect time in the perfect situation, you know, environmentally. And so it was kind of like a genesis of all these things coming together that said you need to do this. You need to try and throw your hat in the ring and do everything that you can to make this a success, to bring this company into to being, to create it, to bring it to life. So that's what we're doing. We're sharing our story.
0: I love it. And honestly it was funny. I was just having this conversation last night with someone who, you know, we're kind of talking about most people don't ever really have, you know, part of my language, but like the balls to go out and you know, invest in themselves and believe in themselves to go out and do something like that. But it's those few people that do take that risk, and it's a it's a calculated risk. It's not just recklessly going out there. Um, they're the people who have the most success, who have the biggest impact on the planet, and that's just a sort of generalization that you know from the conversation that we were having. So the fact that you're really focused on you know an industry that not only will you know, is changing, but will also have a, a really positive impact on the planet. Um, I'm pretty confident, you know, that this is going to be a big thing. And so I'm really honored to just have you here and, and hear your story and hear, you know, your passion for what you're doing. It's it's really the people like you that I personally think, you know, the, the entrepreneurs, the inventors, the people who uh, believe in themselves, the people who take these risks are the ones who find the most success, the most happiness, and have the biggest impact on the planet, both in terms of, you know, just... Personal success, building businesses, you know, you can't can't become a billionaire like Elon Musk if you're just, you know, gonna be stuck behind your desk at your nine to five all day. You gotta go out there and and do something. So I'm really excited to kind of watch, you know, harmony grow and see where it takes us. And I'll be looking forward to, you know, having one in my front lawn or on my business pretty soon. So where do you kind of see, you know, yourself and harmony within the next five, 10 years thinking a little bit bigger picture?
1: Well, Dylan, we just finally, in the past couple of months, have started to get major university, engineering universities, coming to us. We've had five engineering universities, one from the UK and four from the US over here, approach us about doing a joint project. We've signed on with three of them now, with Bucknell University, Penn State University, and Northumbria University out of Europe. So those three universities are looking at us because they've looked at our patents. They've looked at our technologies. They've spoken to me and done a deep dive, and they see where this is going. They're excited as hell, if I may say that word on your show. <laughs> the, uh, the opportunity is enormous, and these universities have been waiting for technology. They want to publish. They want to get the word out for new and exciting technology that could be game-changing, and that's what we're all about. We're about something that we're starting at small. We're starting it with residential and small, you know, boating units, but this could be scaled up to any size. It really doesn't matter. I don't necessarily want to see these things 300 feet tall out there on the coast, but let's, let's. Think about it in the right way. Let's get, instead of big, huge behemoths out there, let's put a hundred smaller ones out and decentralize the grid. Put them all over where it makes sense. Now we've made our grid much more robust. We might even eliminate the need for the grid entirely if everyone's got these on their homes and their businesses. The grid is a hundred years old, held together by what? Bubble gum and duct tape, probably. I mean, we all know it's, it's a problem that's not going away why are we investing in sustaining old technology out there? Let's look to the future. Let's do it right here today. Let's start with the solutions that we need. And that's that's what we're all about. We're trying to help people see the right way that they can move forward into the future with solutions that are going to help the planet and themselves at the same time. So keeping it real, keeping it Affordable for the average homeowner. That's what we're about making it something that's easy to maintain, something that's smart and it's going to be doing what it needs to do to deal with the environments and the conditions and the weather that we have. That's what we're all about. Using ocean and reclaimed plastics in our own products and making the, you know, not only making green energy, but now using waste products that are sitting there clogging up our oceans and our rivers putting those waste plastics right back into harmony to make the scoops and make useful products out of junk that's sitting there it's i mean the possibilities are endless here and it gets me so excited to think about it
0: they really are so like just kind of you know i don't want to put you on the spot or anything but just generally like what trends or where do you kind of see the overall renewable energy clean tech sustainability industries kind of going in the future
1: i would hope <laughs> i 'll hope that we are all going to be moving toward decentralized models where each and every one of us has storage on our homes, like I said earlier, supercapacitors ultra capacitors, um, graphene and carbon zeolite technology making that possible, getting it down to where we can all afford it, and once we have that on our home, now we can look at solar and wind and even personal pyrolysis machines where we're you know taking the wastes and the stuff that we're putting in the trash can and the recycling bin and turning that into energy for our homes so all of us would be literally little tiny microcosms of power and generating almost all of the power that we need for our home if not all of the power we need 100% right there on our site so we would all be little islands of sustainability and that's where it gets really really exciting when you think about that being done on a global scale you you begin to see how each and every one of us can change the world because right now that's what we're all sitting there going I'm one person how can I make a difference how can I really help but if this technology starts getting out there in mass then that is how we can all make the difference we all take the step to be carbon zero, carbon neutral, and self-sustaining on each and every one of our homes and businesses. That's where it comes from.
0: Chris, you know what's funny is we started Green.org really with the goal of answering the question, you know, for the average person, what can I do to make a little bit of a difference that actually does have an impact? And uh, without even knowing it, you just answered that question. And that's a a great answer. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Sure. Going to kind of wrap up with one more question. So, you know, I think what's really cool is that, again, you've kind of chosen this unique path of inventor, patent, starting your own company, you know, in, in, a, in an industry that's worth billions of dollars that has a lot of opportunity, you know, to have a huge impact. What's one piece of advice that you would maybe give to, you know, someone in their teens or early 20s who want to follow the same path? Because Um, You know, you hear about famous inventors in the past, but, you know, you you grow up and you realize, hey, you got to kind of get this job and follow this certain sort of path. Um, What advice would you share with someone who would be interested in following kind of a similar path as you?
1: (laughs) It's going to be unconventional, but here's my advice. Don't try to be famous. Don't try to be rich. Don't try to be that gazillionaire that everyone's looking to for all those answers, Try and figure out what talents and gifts you have and what you can contribute to the world and what mark you can leave to help make the world a better place. Because our society, our culture, our monetary setup and economy over the last 200 years has gotten us to the problems that we're in right now because everyone's all about me, 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 making me, me, me rich, money, money, money. We need, to, we need to shift our minds away from that type of mentality and start looking at how can we make this place, this little be- beautiful blue marble that we live on, something that we can all be proud of and we can look to our children and grandchildren to know that they have a safe place to grow up and live. So my advice would literally be stop trying to be that rich tycoon and try and figure out what you can do to make the biggest impact and the biggest changes to make our world a better place, because that's what it's all about. All the money in the world when it's nothing but a a dust bowl is going to matter. We have the most beautiful rich resource in the world right now in front of us. And we're, we're, you know, doing everything we can to waste it in pursuit of this stuff that doesn't exist called money.
0: Great, great answer. And I think it's pretty easy to kind of get, you know, caught up in that. You see in the news, you know, the three or four richest people on the planet, the billionaires, and then you're just like, oh man, I would love to be that. You kind of compare yourself to them sometimes, but you're 100% right. I mean, you know, I'm a a business owner myself and, you know, it's easy to compare yourself to someone else when really just focus on the day-to-day things to build your business, to have an impact, you know, impact one person or five people or one small thing and continue to do that time after time and learn and grow from there. And that's how you'll have, you know, that impact that you're looking for. So Chris, first off, really want to thank you for being on the show today. Um, I'm very honored to have the opportunity to talk to you about Harmony in this really awesome phase of the company. Cause I'm excited to kind of watch, you know, the story grow and the, the company grow. So for anyone interested, how can we um, support you? How can we, uh, you know, stay in touch? How can we connect with you? How can we help Harmony grow as well?
1: I think the biggest way that we could ask people to help would be spreading the word of what we're doing. We do have an active WeFunder campaign going right now. It's where we're trying to raise enough funding to keep moving forward with our research and with our development. So if you simply go to wefunder.com and then look for Harmony Turbines, you'll find us there. Please, if you're able to help invest in it and be part of the company, please do so. If not, then we would ask that you share the word of what we're doing. HarmonyTurbines.com is our website and getting the word out about what we're doing and who we are and how we're trying to help is the biggest way that people can help us right now. If you don't have the money or the ability to invest, then just spread the word. That's what we ask.
0: Chris, thanks so much to everyone listening, tuning in. We're going to share the WeFunder link in the um, bio of this podcast. If you can't click it for whatever reason, based on your podcast platform. Um, again, I want to reiterate harmonyturbines.com where you can find some more information um, and you know, as Chris said, not everyone can invest in renewable energy and in these businesses, but at least just share the word, spread the information. You know, we all have Facebook, we all have LinkedIn, Um, just getting the word out, supporting entrepreneurs uh, like Chris, like everyone really, um, is going to go a long way and have a big impact um, in the grand scheme of things. So Chris, once again, I want to thank you for being here. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Dylan. I had a great time.
0: Thank you. And as always, thank you to everyone who tunes in, who listens, who supports the show, who reads our articles at green.org, who uh, follows us on social media. Our goal is to bring, you know, inventors, entrepreneurs, thought leaders like Chris, um, and just kind of sharing some information that's out there so that you can learn a little bit more, apply it to your life or get involved. And uh, as Chris mentioned, you know, we wanted to answer the question, how can one person make a difference? Uh, Well, this is a great episode of different ways that you can get involved. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Green Podcast.